Hey, everybody. We are back after a short hiatus to the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here again by the esteemed, the world-renowned Noah Glosson to talk about more high school football. And I can't believe we're already saying it's December. We're recording this here in the morning of December 1st, a rainy morning in the Bay Area. Northern California championships are about to commence here in about 30, 36 hours across Northern California. Weird to think, but... Noah, anything you're kind of looking towards this weekend or anything you want to talk about from last week at section championships that maybe caught your eye? I mean, I can't believe, first of all, I can't believe it's already December. It just feels like yesterday we were doing this, talking about previews for the DAL, the BBAL, uh, the WCAL, and the E-ball. So it's crazy that we're already in December, two weeks left of the um, of the football season. But it's been a crazy ride. Um throughout the NCS championships, CCS championships, and Sack Walking Section Championships. We've seen a lot of shockers. We saw that shocker last week with Sam Vincent DePaul falling to Clear Lake in the final 56 to 55. That was a wild one. Um I mean you see Bellarmine take down SI, you see Menlo roll over Hollister. There were so many great games that, you know, really uh were phenomenal showings on both ends of the ball. A lot of great offense, a lot of great defense. Uh, and terrific performances all around. So this, uh, if that indicates anything, this championship week in NorCal is going to be just as crazy. Yeah, it should be, especially with these matchups we've got. There's De La Salle Folsom here that we'll get right into right now, Division One AA championship rematch of last year, right? And a rematch, I guess, of an earlier regular season game. Both crazy games you were at. I know for a fact you are at the NorCal championship last year. Folsom won a thrilling game there, and this year was another close one. 7.30 p.m. kickoff Friday at Folsom High School. What are you looking for in this one? Uh, can Folsom overcome their injury? Can Folsom overcome its injuries? Because they're missing Rico Flores Jr. He broke his foot. Of course, Walker Lines has been uh, injured all season. He got injured in that first game against Monterey Trail. Recently decommitted from Stanford and is opening up his recruitment options. But I think it's really going to depend on the pass and if Dale Sal can wear down Folsom, wear down that defense, because we know Dale Sal likes to pound the rock, run the ball at that uh, run heavy veer offense. So we'll have to see if they can uh, wear down Folsom, but um, they were close early in the season. I think Austin Mack uh, won that game with like 15 seconds left on that fourth and one um, uh, quarterback uh, sneak where he jumped over the end zone and into the, into um, pay dirt so he could score. But it's going to be close, but I think Dale Salle gets their revenge in this one and makes a return back to the section championship for the first time in a few years. Here's the crazy thing. Folsom has the injury bug, but look at who else they've got, right? Austin Max is so healthy. He's got 40 touchdowns, for only four interceptions coming to the NorCal championships. That's a hard feat to accomplish. Only four picks all season. A lot's got to go right there. He's got 11 offers. I know he's got a Stanford offer. Ontario Smith still 666 yards. He's got five offers. You got Brian Ray, the third's coming up. But even the Walker Lions has been hurt. What do they got? They got a three star tight end with five offers and Mason Norberg stepping up, and he's their third leading receiver, too. So Folsom's dealing with the injury bug. Smith cannot play last week either because of an ejection from that previous game in the Sac Joaquin section semifinal. So he was out for the championship. All indications point to he will be back for this game against Salesell, which is huge. No Lions, no Flores, but Folsom top to bottom, especially under their head coach. 
they've still got a lot of weapons that they can go to at their disposal, especially against, well, De La Salle defense. That's still got a lot of guys, though, too. So it's, it's an intriguing matchup to watch that fulsome offense against that De La Salle defense. Yeah, and we'll have to see how much the uh, Folsom defense is really going to be on the field because, like I said, they can wear you down uh, with that run heavy. You have uh, Dylan Greeson, you have Charles Greer, the Fresno State commit. Uh, great line with Derek Thompson and Cooper Powers spear- spearheading that tough, tough um, uh, front six that uh, can really just um, get in your face, and then they'll just drive it down the field and score. Yeah, they've, they've got those guys. And you've also seen their duel with that quarterback, Adele Saltel Fave's really stepped up. He keeps making better and better throws as this year goes on. He's got one of the best players in America, Cooper Flanagan, to throw to. He leads the team in receiving, but you got Journey McCoy. Out of commit, you've got Jonathan Guerrero. So Adele Saltel's got some explosive pieces there. The run game's good, but the way Fave's really coming along, this is a sophomore quarterback, too. And some of these experienced guys he's got thrown to helps out a lot, especially with an offensive line, too. Derek Thompson's been hurt for much of this year. Cooper Power, though, still out there. So, they also got probably, you think, what they always have in the advantage in the trenches going and heading up to Folsom again. Yeah, and almost all these, all but one of their knockout losses in the last, um, you know, 16 months has been uh, within single digits. Uh, the largest one was uh, 10 points of St. Mary's of Stockton. I was going to be 17 points, but they scored a last minute touchdown. So to pull Depsit closer. So they're, they're going to battle no matter what. It doesn't matter if they lose or win. It's going to be a close one. Yes, it will. Do you have a score prediction for this one, how this one shakes out? Who's going down to LA next weekend? Uh, I'm going to say De La Salle 28, Folsom 24. I like that. I'm, I'm picking De La Salle to win this one too. Folsom's got a lot of pieces, but still injury bug going against the De La Salle team that's played them close. I think this time De La Salle has just enough of an advantage, but it's going to be close. I'm thinking 24-21 De La in this game. Close, tight battle until he ends. De La Salle pulls away late, gets that one up in Folsom. But you look elsewhere in Northern California. Pittsburgh against Manteca at 6 p.m. Saturday. Greg's going to be at this game. The amount of Power 5 talent and Division 1 talent on this football field is just about the most you'll see. And the amount of four-stars, it, it's hard to find this anywhere on a football field in America. Oh, yeah, it, it's definitely tough. I mean, you know, we know Pittsburgh, uh, the Florida commit in Jaden Rashada, Rashid Williams, Zachary Card. Keon Higgins, I believe, just announced his commitment to San Jose State. You've got um, Buda Boyd, who's also a good defensive back, and many other weapons that you can you know throw to along with um, Kai Taylor, the Boise State commit. But on Manteca, they're a run-heavy team. They're averaging over 50 points a game. They're led by linebacker and running back four-star. Blake Nicholson, the Florida State-bound senior, has over 40 touchdowns. He had six touchdowns against Granite Bay in their Sac Joaquin section Division II win. So it's really going to be a contrasting style. But I think Blake Nicholson gets at least three touchdowns in this one. Yeah, Blake Nicholson alone is good enough to get you probably 21 to 28 points, you would think. He leads the team in rushing. He leads the team in receiving. You mentioned also six touchdowns last week. Pittsburgh's defense is going to have a tough task. But also, here's what Pitt's defense has done recently. They hold Clayton Valley at three points. They've got some really good players up front. Odero, Okaka is a Southern Utah commit. That's playing well. Sophomore Juju Walls is a D1 prospect. He was fantastic against Clayton Valley, against an O-line that features – 
couple of Division One prospects. And you've also got Bradley Roof and a junior D tackle that is really stepping up. Their linebacking core keeps getting better and better. Jimani and Nea, some players saying after the game, this is a kid that should get offered. He's he's ranging their secondary is good with really long athletic physical guy. And Kai Taylor that you mentioned going to Boise State, also a good receiver. Buda Boyd there, who's got three offers. It's interesting. It's an interesting matchup. I'm still picking Pittsburgh. I think Victor Galley's final season, Pittsburgh is going to be heading down to Mission Viejo next weekend and playing at Saddleback College for a state championship. I think they're going to make the turn return back down to SoCal with a win. It's going to be tough, though. Manteca uh, is a run-heavy team. They can, you know, operate in different offenses, sometimes a split beer, sometimes the eye, but they, they will pound the ball a lot, and that's what they've done. And they can occasionally throw the ball. You know, Nicholson has, I believe, uh, 12 touchdowns through the through uh, on the receiving end, but he's extremely dangerous on the run. Yeah, here's a look at Nicholson's stats. Let's go into that before we go into yeah. the Division Two games. Is Nicholson's got over 1,500 rushing yards, 26 touchdowns. Then he's, like I mentioned, leading the team in receiving 703 yards, 14 touchdowns. You got Bryson Davis, who's got over a thousand yards as well. He's also averaging 9.4 yards per carry. Definitely a run-heavy team. It's going to be fun to watch to see what they do against a pit team that's got a good running back and Elijah Bow, but so many, so many intriguing weapons and probably next-level starters, maybe even first year or two at the next level. But the next one, we've talked about Victor Galley's impact, right? We did that, I believe, our last podcast or the one before that. This one, some news came out. Joseph Dykus of the Mercury News reported that McClyman's head coach, Michael Peters, is not sure if he will be back in 2023. So this could be his last postseason run at McClyman's. We're not sure yet. He has a, he has some decisions to make after the season on what he wants to do. What's his legacy been at McClyman's? It's been remarkable. You know, he has over 100 wins. Uh, he has 13 – I mean, there's 13 consecutive OAL titles at McClyman's. Um, great uh, many state title runs. He's had quite the um, legacy there at McClyman's. He's cemented himself onto the Mount Rushmore of Bay Area football coaches. With all that he's done, I, you know, put up Victor Galley there, of course, Bob Lattiser and Patrick Walsh. It's remarkable what he's done for that program, how they could take a small school with enrollment size of less than 400 and turn them into, uh, honestly, a NorCal powerhouse with the way they've competed against some of NorCal's top teams. They took down uh, San Ramon Valley, a NCS champion, champion, took down Bellarmine, a Division II champion CCS, and they played really, really tough against Pittsburgh. So it's been a remarkable uh, run for uh, Coach Pierce if he decides to retire at the end of the season because of some family issues. but. He's quite the legend. I think his career says it all. And Peters' family has been through a lot. Last year it was during that Saturn. He almost did not coach in a state championship game last year because of his mother was dealing with health problems past all of that. He hasn't really – he told Joseph Douglas he hasn't really had time to grieve. He may need some time for himself. I'm sure parents want him to stick around and coach their kids, but at the same time he still does need to look out for himself look out for his family and be there for his family. Right? That's a tough thing to deal with. I don't care who you are, age, that's always a tough thing to deal with, especially when you just there's that constant grind of coaching where even in the offseason, it still never ends, right? You've got spring ball, you've got academics, you've got so many different things. But Peters, we'll make him out Rushmore coaches. I think we should do that after the season. We'll have something fun with that and make him out Rushmore, Bay Area football coach, just current and past. But Michael Peters is definitely on there. And, this team, 
has a chance to go to a state championship again. The defending state champs host Leemore. I'll be there at 7.30 p.m. Friday in Oakland. And this just seems like a spot where McClymans likes to be. And they've got a lot of different pieces on both sides of the football to make another run for maybe back-to-back state championships. Of course, with all that weapon, the weapons they got, they have, you know, Ricard Campbell, they have Tajir Golden. Javion Thomas is a great running back. He's had multiple amazing performances. Deontay Faison is a good quarterback. They've got good line play. Malik Richardson's a good defensive lineman. And um, there are many others. Tony Hamilton's a really good safety. Uh, Ridmani Albert, so many weapons and athletes uh, for McClyman's. But uh, Lemore's tough. They got Ty Pele Chambers, a senior. He has 36 touchdowns, just five interceptions, over 2,500 passing yards in the year. You've got some great run play, and um, Lemore can score. They're a tough team from that region. They're well-disciplined. So it's going to be a tough task for Mac, but I think they can pull it out. Yeah, Lemore's defense as well. Going off their offense, they are outscoring teams 635 to 223. They have 110 straight. Three ball carries above 600 yards, two receivers above 600 yards. They've got a 1,000-yard receiver in Jamal Turner. But this defense is creating a lot of havoc, something we'll get into soon about right, El Cerrito, Bellarmine, those types of teams. Lemoore is right up there with the way their defense is playing because Lemoore enters this championship game recovering 16 fumbles and also creating 13 interceptions. Kobe Green, a junior there, has five of those interceptions. And he's going to go against a quarterback that really does not make a lot of mistakes in the finals. Yeah, I mean, and then that run game is really tough, too, with Javion Thomas. He's, you know, extremely fast. He could probably hit over 23 miles an hour, uh, or at least 22 miles an hour on this game uh, due to his quickness. But I like McClyman's prospects, so I have to go with them. Yeah, me too. It's hard to pick against McClyman's. There's no reason not to. I think McClyman's gets a big win, wins by – probably 10 points past Lane Moore and gets its way back to a state championship game. And now in two-way, where Mariah will be at this game on Saturday, San Ramon Valley hosts undefeated Marin Catholic, two NCS teams, SRV, the D2 champs, Marin Catholic, the D4 champs, and defending state champions score off at 6 p.m. Saturday in Danville between two really well-coached, really disciplined, good teams. And SRV's Got a really potent offensive defense that's really coming along. Had three interceptions last week, but Marin Catholic, too. The offense is good, and this defense at Marin Catholic's just about as good as it gets. It's going to be close, and um, I know Marin Catholic has a lot of good prospects. A great, well-rounded team, good quarterback, good receivers, good running back, good line, good defense. I, I do like San Ramon Valley, though. I think I'm going to pick them for the upset. Uh, I guess you could call it the upset in this one, and, and to a certain extent, they've got Baker is a good dual threat quarterback, smart, the football athletic. Caleb Madrid's a good receiver and defensive back. He had a pick six and a receiving touchdown in the game I saw in the NCS championship. Uh, and that secondary is pretty solid. You got Jack Horton. You've got many others like Shawnee Williams who can uh, play really good in the secondary. And they did a really good job of guarding uh, Robbie Mascaroni. And that front seven is also really tough up front for San Ramon Valley. So it's going to be interesting to see what they've got. Yes, it is. Luke Baker actually just got his third star by 247 Sports last week. Congrats to him there. They got a dynamic running game, right? John Powell Mendoza, Nick Rivera, each over 500 yards. They're receiving core, like last year, right? Deep, explosive. A lot of different guys. Trevor Scott's got 12 touchdown catches. And defensively, the Marco Jones got a Colorado offer, just a sophomore outside linebacker. 
ever since that McClyman's game back, I'm trying to think, early October, I want to say, about two months ago, ever since then, his game has just skyrocketed. Marin Catholic's defense, keeping teams at 9.7 points per game. Trent Karate's really good. Will Clemens, Daniel O'Leary, so many different guys that just – it's pretty much all 11 hats going to the football. It's You want to watch how a defense should play. Marin Catholic is that team. That's the way they play. They got a quarterback that's just one of the highest level. He was a state champion at San Marin last year. This year, he's undefeated with Marin Catholic. And they're running back, Charles Williams, a Division One prospect. Quick, athletic. It's a good matchup, but Marin Catholic hasn't lost yet. I think this is going to be a thrilling game. Heck, you know, I'm going. I'm saying it goes to overtime, but I'm I'm thinking Marin Catholic wins its defense. The monster defense wins championships. I'm going with them to make one or two key plays that really, really gets them back into a state championship, and they also will be heading down to L.A. next weekend. And then, Noah, the one you're going to be at, El Cerrito against Grant, 7.30 p.m. Friday at El Cerrito. What a matchup this is. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about El Cerrito's defense all the time, but there's also, you know, many others uh, with um, that run game. Tony McAdoo has over 2,000 yards. He's had a phenomenal postseason averaging over 200 yards per game in the postseason, several touchdowns. That defense uh, combined, Jackson's got stands. A state offer, Warren Smith is a Washington State-bound uh, defensive back. But Grant, uh, Joseph McRae, over thir- 40 touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns. So he's got 49 total touchdowns. He's a threat through there. They've got some great running backs, some really good receivers. They have two over 800 receiving yards. They're deep. And it's going to be an interesting contrast but with that uh, El Cerrito defense and that run game. So uh, I got to go El Cerrito. Um, El Cerrito's by a slight win, by a slight margin. Yeah, this is a really tough game to pick. I was going back and forth on this one. That matchup on the outside where you've got these grant receivers going against that El Cerrito secondary that's got Warren Smith, the Washington State bound corner. You've got Jermaine Hargraves. Hargraves might head there. And then Kamani Jackson, the guy that San Jose State offered. We've got to Cairo Goss Pruitt, over 900 yards. And Kingston Lopa, big-time 2024 prospect. Ten offers, Auburn, LSU, Oregon, USC, and Washington are in that list. This is a tough one. But I am still going to give El Cerrito the edge. I think this is a game decided by a touchdown. I'm going 35-28 El Cerrito with a big-time win to advance to a state championship game next week. And this is probably one of the best teams in school history with all the talent that they've got. That defense, though, is extremely stingy, as Warren Smith put it. It's going to be an interesting contrast. I know they give up 27 to Windsor, but Windsor is a tough offense, too. So it's going to be a good game, though. And this next one's a fun one, too. There's been a lot of talk about this one all week. I believe Greg's Twitter picture is going to be on the walls at Bellarmine this week because he's always picking against Bellarmine. But you know what? I think we all might be on the walls this week because Bellman against Vanden. This is another really good matchup, but kind of surprised. We all picked Vanden to win this game at 6 p.m. kickoff Saturday at San Jose City College. I guess first, before we go into Bellman, Noah, why did you pick Vanden to win this game as well? I think it's just because of that toughness, that program. You graduate some great players like Jemai East, who's now doing a really good job down at the College of San Mateo. You have Trey Dimes, who's just a proven winner. Uh, no matter when it is, they uh, won the uh, Sackville Kings Section Division Four title game. They only have one loss all season. That was to a very tough Vacaville team. Uh, good receivers, good 
solid defensive backs, a very good defense, Devin Martin, Orion Null coming off the edge. Uh, I, But that's not to count Bellerman. They've got a great front seven. Javon Reels should have been offered yesterday. Uh, they've got Parker Three. They've got some good run game with Ben Fath. So it's going to be a tough matchup, but I got to give the edge to Vanden. Yeah, I love what Bellerman's got. Ben Fath, he's definitely not 100% healthy. He still ran for over 130 yards, had a 70-plus yard run. Against Saban, they just had the game-winning touchdown run as well. Bellman's defense is going to create havoc. In a lot of ways, though, I look at these teams as being very similar. The front sevens are really, really stout. But then both secondaries have a lot of really good athletic, smart players. But in some ways, I think they're kind of both overlooked at those spots because they're making plays on the football, tough in coverage. They're fast. They're smart. They're athletic. So many different things that check the boxes. you got two smart quarterbacks. Vanden's got one in straight dimes. Bellerman's got one in Nate Escalada, and then they moved Parker three down to receiver. He stepped up well there, too. Really athletic kid. But Vanden, I, I like what they've got. They've got that championship DNA from last year already. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring football game than all the other ones we've picked. I'm, I'm thinking Vanden wins this one 21-17. Yeah, it's going to be a grinder. It was a grinder last week in Vanden's win over Capital Christian in the uh, Sac Joaquin Division Four final game. Uh, it's going to be a defensive grinder for sure with uh, defensive talent on the field, but I'm going to give um, in the sled edge. And then the next one, 6 p.m., also Saturday, that same time, but this one in Novato, San Marin hosts Menlo. Both teams coming off section title. San Marin at second straight NCS D5. They're going to be moving up to D4 next year. And Menlo getting that CCS title over Hollister. I mean, Samarin's defense was exceptional. They had five interceptions against a very good Miramine team that loves to air it out, can definitely score uh, great receivers, good quarterback. But Menlo is also tough, too. They have a North Carolina commit in their tight end. They have a good uh, quarterback. I mean, he had big shoes to fill after Sergio Beltran graduated, the CCS's uh, record holder for, I believe, touch passing touchdowns in a season. I like Menlo and their prospects, but I think San Marino is just too much with a good quarterback, good receivers, a good defense. They're just well-rounded overall. Yeah, Wesley Garten last week, three interceptions on a UCLA commit, two of which were pick sixes. Menlo's got guys, Court Halsey leads this team in tackles as well. That's a freaky thing to know. They've got a really good defensive line, Alex Jabal. Avery Romain, Ross and Raphael, all, all league type of guys, maybe even all region type of guys at the end of the season. Jake Bianchi just got his first offer. He threw for, under, for over 300 yards against Hollister in that 42-6 to six win. San Marino, I'm going with them again, that championship DNA with this program. Defending state champs at their level, two certain NCS titles. He got a 1,000-yard rusher on Charlie Singleton. Sophomore Jonah Lozano stepping up. Dominic and Garcia just seems like that family knows how to win, just like his brother Michael. Dom is just winning at the highest level. And he's got a really deep receiving core, too. Wesley Timmel is just a sophomore. He leads them. Frankie Quincy is a really, really good athletic receiver in the slot. I'm going San Marin. Once this one. I know I maybe I should learn the last time I picked against men, though, when they played a Berlin game. Sorry, guys. San Marin, I think, comes out. This is an intriguing match with them as well. This is going to be a fun one. I can't wait to see that one on Saturday. Yeah, it will be for sure. Uh, two great teams going head-to-head. Uh, not the biggest enrollment size, maybe like 25-plus JV calls for Menlo, but they know how to win football games. Yeah, they do. They, they've got a really good coaching staff that's developing players. Other ones doing the same thing. 
Palo Alto, for the first time since 2010, has won a CCS title. That story program is back in one of these regional championship games, and they host Santa Teresa at 7.30 p.m. Friday. Greg will be at that game Friday, then that pit game on Saturday. Oh, I guess first off, what are you looking for between these two CCS championship programs? Palo Alto started this season, I believe, one and six. And ever since that moment, they've rattled off uh, six consecutive wins. I didn't, I mean, looking early on, it didn't seem like they were going to do well in the D'Angelo division. But uh, what they've done has been really impressive. Took down Seaside, took down Monterey. Monterey was a good program that took down Westmont, the top seed in the in the uh, semifinals. So they're going to have to go up against a very good Santa Teresa team that's really had some close games. I know they had like um, they had a win, a gritty, gritty win over uh, Branham. They also had some gritty wins over the season. So I'm looking at Santa Teresa for this one. Yeah, Palo Alto first. Let's get into them. Declan Packer, their quarterback, it was 11 of 14 passing for 171 yards in that CCS championship. He's playing well. He put up just a great, great championship performance last week. And they've got some versatility in this offense. Two rushers over 80 yards last week, and Jack Newman, Jeremiah Madrigal. But again, that defense wins championships. Monster Santa Teresa really holds that to a T. Branham came in averaging 38 points per game going into that championship. Santa Teresa held them to 15. His quarterback is also athletic in Jaden Aravalo, over 100 passing yards, 100 rushing yards last week. Josh Reyes is a good two-way player. Noah Gardier is one that really, really intrigues me there. Santa Teresa interception and over 100 receiving yards to beat Branham. I think Santa Teresa is known for playing in the trenches, so they're going to probably have another game in the trenches, but I think they'll pull this one out. Yeah, I'm going Santa Teresa, too. I think this is going to be another one of those kind of grinded out low-scoring games like we mentioned with that Bellarmine against Vanden game. So this one will be fun to watch. Greg will have all the coverage from there. And the last one, this one is actually a state championship at the 7AA level. Canola Valley coming off its first NCS title since 1979. Travels down into the Central Valley outside Fresno to play at Mendota High School at 7.30 p.m. Friday. Mendota is a run-heavy team. That's why I know their passing is decent, but they're definitely known to be a more run-heavy team. Um, they're nine and five. They have six consecutive wins. They started out season three and five, but they really just rattle. But they've really come to play, and that's not to say Pinole Valley hasn't come to play. They've come to play every single time this postseason. They took down the top seed in St. Mary's. They took down uh, Justin Stan in the championship game. Very low-scoring game. Their defense, their front seven, is really done a good job so it's going to be interesting to see how that defense faces up with that run game at Mendota uh I gotta give Mendota the edge to how explosive that run game is though so I'm gonna give them the slight edge but I think it's gonna be a low scoring game maybe 14 10 in favor of Mendota that's what Pinole Valley likes too they're gonna hold you in check they're gonna run the football down your throat get five six yards to carry then hit some of those big plays in three playoff games, they fell the opponents to a combined 19 points. Fortuna to 12, St. Mary's Berkeley did not score until 15 seconds left in that ballgame. And St. Mary's is undefeated going into that ballgame as well. The top seed in NCS and what did Panola Valley do? Went there and won. Then last week, defeats Justin Siena 7 to nothing. It's hard for me to pick against Panola Valley. Alex Shamsad Dean's a really good two-way player. Had an interception last week. Larry McDonald had 228 yards last week. I've learned I'm not picking against Pinole Valley anymore. I'm picking Pinole Valley. Goes down to Mendota. Gets a really, really tough one. And you saw the words 
and numbers right out of my mouth. I, I think going opposite, though, I think Connell Valley wins this football game 14 to 10. It's going to be a tough game, but that's Pinal Valley's bread and butter. And that sounds like um, their style of football to a T with just holding opponents down, wearing them down, having those big plays. And Larry McDonald, I think he's going to have a good, a big game too. Yeah, yes. I, I like what Pinal Valley's got. There's going to be a lot of teams from Northern California going down the state, it looks like, next week, and especially from the Bay Area. Sarah has already clinched that open division berth down to Southern California undefeated CCS champs again. They will be playing St. John Bosco at 8 p.m. on Saturday, December 10th at Saddleback College in Mission Viejo. So we will get more into that matchup next week. St. John Bosco did beat Modern Day by two points, ending Bruce Rawlinson's tenure at Modern Day. That should be a fun one. But everybody, that wraps it up for this week's edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Be sure to check out all the content, westcoastpreps.com, social media at westcoastpreps underscore will be it. Every single Bay Area, Northern California championship game this weekend. Noah's going to be at El Cerrito Grant. I'll be at McClyman's against Lemore. And then on Saturday, I'll be at San Marino. And the rest will also be covered as well. We'll announce it on our social media pages. But everybody, take care. Stay safe. And enjoy these early parts of December in the holiday season.